Hello everybody and welcome to Broom Wagoon, your weekly dose of chats about cycling with myself, Calamaro. Together with me, actually on my side today, because I'm recording from home, there are my two sponsors, Wahoo with Wahoo Element, with this amazing bicycle computer. Ask me and tell me anything about Wahoo as you like it. how you like it and if you need some suggestion I can tell you I am really a fanboy so all my reviews about Wahoo will be biased because I really like like it and also Isador amazing clothing of bicycle but today you're gonna know a bit more about Isador at least you're gonna know a bit more about the founders of Isador please keep tuned uh, then another communication, actually I don't know if you heard the voice of that weird guy at the beginning and at the end of the teaser, but I don't know was that guy, such a weird person, I'm moving around of this podcast, but yeah, by the way, I'm not gonna be anymore on SoundCloud, now I moved everything to Spreaker, so to follow me, write spreaker.com slash listencaramaro and just below my icon, yeah, amazing icon that Pierre did for me, just hit the follow button to receive a notification all the time that my episodes are out. Usually Bramvagoon is gonna be out every Wednesday, but please don't shout at me if on Wednesday mornings you are gonna receive your daily dose of chats about cycling. Sometimes I can be late, I come from the south of Europe. And uh, yeah, but you can continue follow me and find me on iTunes, just from your iPhone, just write Brunvagoon and hit over there also on the subscribe channel. And if you cannot find something, if you cannot find me, if you didn't like the episode, whatever, write me, hello at calamaro.cc. I just renewed my um, domain, so it's gonna be there. My email is gonna be there for still a long time, like my blog. You can also find over there a way to contact me. Or otherwise, just write me on my social network. I will try to uh, renew and write a bit more on Twitter, read Calamaro, and I will also, uh, I still continue posting really consistently my um, images, my pics on Instagram, read Calamaro as well. Talking about feedbacks and stuff, I just want to say please Zencaster guys, fix the problem that I found today on your servers because I'm really using your amazing product really. Zencaster is the perfect product, perfect tool that you need if you are a podcaster to interview people. So please Zencaster guys, fix the problem because otherwise my career of podcaster will be completely screwed and my audience will not hear anymore interviews and this would be complicated because I really like to make interviews. Talking about interviews, I can tell you that today uh, I'm gonna put in this episode an interview that I did some month ago and I think one month and a half actually, some weeks ago, let's say some weeks ago, with Peter Velitz. Yeah, former cyclist, former professional cyclist, plus second part of Isador Cycling. We had an amazing conversation one month ago. It was actually um, some days before the Vuelta de España to start, and we talked about really 360 interviews about all the cycling topics. We talked about cycling philosophy. We talked about which routes we have to do, which climbs are the favorite of Peter Velitz. We talked about also uh, some days before this interview, I was a bit uh, nervous, I was a bit uh, destabilized because Samuel Sanchez was caught um, 
for a doping case and we talked also a bit about it with Peter. Look, was really, actually, listen, yep, listen, it was really an amazing 360 interviews about a lot of topics. So keep tuned and I will leave you to my voice of one six weeks ago, probably a bit smarter than now. And uh, we talk to you at the end of the interview. And today I'm here talking for my adventure, new adventure of 2017 slash 2018. I'm talking with Peter Velitz. Hi, Peter. Hi, hi. Hi, Stefano. And uh, yeah, how you doing? Everything fine? Yeah, all great. All great. Yeah. Thanks for having me here. And uh, it's a it's, it's nice, nice experience for me as well to, to be talking with you and uh, to, yeah, to contribute on your, on your goal here. Thank you. Is the first time for you in a podcast or you ever been already interviewed by a podcaster? No, no, no. I've been interviewed already a couple of times, but uh, by a podcast, not yet. So it's it's brand new experience for me as well. Oh, great. So, yeah, I'm happy that I will be your first time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Peter Velitz, a former professional cyclist. Uh, your last team was the BMC, the yeah, yes, the right. team from, exactly, the American team. Yes. American right. team or Swiss team? No, American team, I would say. Yeah, it is. Uh, actually, there's a Swiss sponsor. Of course, the BMC is a Swiss brand, and uh, but the team was registered in USA, so it was a Technically, it was American team, and uh, a lot of people also in the team were American uh, nationalities. So, uh, but anyway, the team was very, very international. But okay, just uh, from a technical point of view, it was the American team, but with a, with a Swiss sponsor. Perfect. And yeah, as I was saying, former cyclist, and now uh, together with his brother. Uh, at the head of actually the brains and uh, everything, the hearts, obviously, and everything of Isador, your small concept. Uh, yeah, introduce a bit yourself, something like, yeah. Yes, totally. Like you said, uh, I'm an uh, ex-professional rider. I used to be a professional rider on a top level for, for almost 10 years. I did six Tour de France. Uh, I won uh, three World Championship titles in a Team Tantriel and one Under-23. So uh yeah i can say i have i have quite a quite a past in, in a professional cycling uh and now i stopped last year with the with my career and uh now i'm fully focused on on uh, developing the brand what we what we founded with my brother martin and uh yeah it's it's uh, it's brand new experience for me it's really it's it's uh it's making me happy every day actually to do something something like this and uh yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really, really uh, nice way to, to, to change your life almost. Great. And uh, yeah, starting from uh, yeah, the first chapter, so your professional career as cyclist, which were, what, what meant for you being a professional cyclist? Which were the super tough moments and super tough spots and the sweet spots? So which one is the good and the bad of being a professional cyclist? And how did you feel, how did you feel there? I mean, it's really, really hard to pick just, you know, <clears throat> the really bad moments and the really good moments. I mean, you know, you kind of the body or the, the, the humans, they kind of get used to it. Even when something is really, really hard, they kind of get used to it and it doesn't really feel so hard anymore. But still, you know, like you, you travel a lot, you, you don't see your family, your friends, your girlfriend so often. And it kind of uh, it can get tough sometimes. But on the other hand, uh, you get used to it also, you know, you, you travel, you know where you're going, you know you're going to spend a lot of days on the road, but you still like it and it's, it's kind of a lifestyle you're living. And uh, I never really had the feeling like, you know, that, that cycling was taking some part of me, like I, what I didn't really like or what was, what was taking too much time or anything. Actually, 
to to say that the cycling actually gave me a lot of good good things you know it really it showed me different countries it it, it gave me give me new languages i learned new languages to speak i i uh knew much more new people really interesting people and it actually opened a lot of lot of doors to me in just normal life to say so uh, I would really, I would really uh, say it, it doesn't really, I doesn't really feel that uh, there was really, really tough, tough moments or, or, or bad things about the cycling. I more see it like uh, really a positive thing in my life. So yeah, actually, it's really something super similar to me because we are talking about cyclists, but more in the social way than competition and everything. I think that for sure competition for professional cyclists is one of the main points. But as you were saying, cool, visiting new places, knowing new people, learning new languages. It's really a huge human experience, yeah, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, talking about the human points of being a cyclist, do you have still some uh, uh, professional cyclist friend of friends that belongs to the world of the of professional cyclists? Or, or yeah, sure. I, I still talk to the guys from BMC. Uh, to a couple of them, we, we just you know just shoot each other a couple of messages uh, in just just a few days, you know. So uh, it's still I still a little bit in contact with these guys, but I understand like you know that the season is sometimes long and can be can can be hard, and you know there is not always time to you know to talk uh, or you don't really have the feeling that you want to talk all the time to someone. So uh, yeah. but still we we also with my brother we kind of uh, gain new friends. We with, with Adam Hansen we are really close. Who is a, who is a professional rider still in, in a Lotto, and he lives actually 60 kilometers from us in Czech Republic. So it's also give us this this opportunity that we can train together so you really you 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 find out new people or you learn new people you you uh, you spend a lot of time with them and then the the, the friendship let's say it continues even after the career so yeah there is still somebody with whom you're riding so some of the professional guys or some of the people you ride with you rode with that they are still riding with you coming to visit or you coming to visit them so you're still riding the bicycle together yeah, yeah we can say that yeah with, with adam hansen as i said it's really it's really easy he's he's almost here next uh, in the next next, next volley, door yeah, next door almost yeah. so it's, it's it's super easy and then uh, he's really he's a really good guy and we really enjoy uh, his company so uh yeah it doesn't matter if I don't ride three or five hours, for five hours with them. It doesn't matter. I just ride, you know, like one hour and that, that's totally, totally good. And do you have the opportunity also to ride with your brother, with Martin, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Because we, we live in a one town, in a, lot, in a one house, actually. So okay. always when he's at home and uh, he's doing some easy training, because I, I don't do any, any, any hard training <laughs> or low training anymore. So I'm, I'm always, always happy to, to ride with him because it's it's completely different experience when, you, when you're just riding easy and you, you can think about the things, about the business or anything. And really on the bike, you get really good ideas you 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 look at the you look at the things from different perspective and it kind of really refresh your head almost yeah it's a great thing having a meeting with the bicycle well yeah exactly riding the bicycle and having meetings it's the same for me exactly. my greatest idea talking about this podcast or other content stuff also my job my daily job that yeah. i'm doing a lot of ideas comes from, from myself riding a bicycle. totally yeah, yeah also yeah. meeting other people it's so good yeah and uh yeah talking about riding the bicycle and professional world or whatever um can you tell me something about these episodes of doping that they are still around the last one 
one was in the professional uh, peloton a couple of uh, last week and also this episode that happened in Italy uh, a month ago I think of this amateur cyclist that uh, was found with them um, let's say with an engine into his mm. bicycle what do you think about it I mean, you know, to be honest, like we never really, or the, the professional cycling will never really be like, there is no one, no one doping, you know, in my opinion, there will be always people who, who are going to try to, you know, to, to, uh, to kind of get advantage of the, of the other guys, you know, and then be not fair, but it's, I think it's normal because it, in normal life, it's the same, you know, it doesn't matter what job you're doing. It doesn't matter what sport you're doing. You find these people who, who, who will try to cheat. The everybody else you know so i think it's natural because i guess the humans are like this you know they, there is always some people who, who are gonna be cheating so uh yeah it's it's uh the the, the tools which are now the anti-doping tools that are, are working well i believe but still the some of the people they they will still try to cheat and try to do that they have the advantage from the others and it's just you know uh, I, I just read a really good sentence from what, what uh, Nicholas Roach said, you know, is actually the worst is the, the, the guys who, you know, like when we're talking now about the Samuel Sanchez, who is a recent, recent uh, issue, yeah, the last one, last one what happened. So Nico Roach, he just said, you know, the, the worst thing about all this is that the, the guys in the team are left to answer the questions, you know, but they don't know the answer. They don't know what to what to tell, you know, so because everybody's asking us, so how it is, why, what did happen and why is uh, Sanchez positive or what, what happened? You know, it's really hard for them to say like, yeah, I don't know, you know, what can I tell to this? So it's really, it's, it's always the, they need to answer the questions and they actually nothing to do with it. So, but I mean, as I said, it, it never gonna be never gonna be like hundred percent clean that everybody can say so like now the cycling is so clean that uh, only the best can win. No, I always always think that it's gonna be we're gonna always find some cheaters there. Okay, no, but yeah, the thing that actually um, leaves in my mouth this kind of bitter taste is that also people that are not competing are trying to take advantage advantage for other people that are just passionate like them, mm -hmm. just in uh, this kind of amateur race. That's something that I really cannot understand. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Should yeah. be a passion, should not be beat uh, another person in front of yeah, you. Yeah, you know? totally. That's yeah. something that I really don't like. That's the point. I'm a social rider and I would never be so competitive to try to be to arrive in front of somebody that is like me but yeah, yeah. I can understand on the other side I can understand that in the professional world it's a bit different yeah yeah sure so yeah after uh, how many kilometers did we do actually usually in a normal uh, here where you went when you were uh, a professional cyclist usually amount of kilometers yeah per year it was around 30,000 35,000 that can be okay. like the, the rough number you know so it really depends on the season if you were injured or not or or how long was the season for you so that can be the range for from 30 to 35,000 kilometers per year Exactly, and after 35,000 kilometers per year, at a certain point, you decided that the, in your future there would be a company of clothes for cyclists. Yes. Isadore. Yeah. How everything happened? Actually, like just we just spoke about it, you know, we had this idea when we were on a training camp with my brother in California. We were just, you know, riding. Actually, we always had these this entrepreneur ideas, you know, that we, we would like to do something different. Also, like after the career or even during the career, like trying to start our own business and, you know, how this can be. 
And then like these four years back when we had this idea, when we, when everything started, we kind of, uh, I wouldn't say that we were bored with our careers. We were kind of in the, in the, in the time when we, we, we kind of, we knew everything about the cycling. We know the races, we know where we're traveling. We know how, how long this whole season going to take. And we know that we're spending a lot of time just doing nothing, you know, after the training or on a rest day, you're just wasting your time, wasting almost your life, the days in your life. So we kind of always, always felt like this is just not right. And we need to use this time for something really more meaningful. And uh, that's how we came with the idea to, to start the company. And then, then come the question like, okay, but what are we going to do? What, what business is going to be? Yeah. So it comes really natural to say like, okay, we, we should be, we know how to, how to ride a bike. We know how to, how to wear the clothing on the bike. So this is the advantage we can really use because, you know, we were wearing the cycling clothing for so many years. So we should really have the, really have the, the experience in that. So from that point, we kind of knew like, okay, this, this could be, this could be good way for us. And we, we're going to start the cycling clothing uh, business. Yeah, great. So from cyclists to cyclists, Isadora is, uh, is something like this, Yes, right? yes, exactly. I mean, uh, there is, you know, I understand there is a couple of, couple of uh, brands which, which use just the faces of the, of the professional athletes. And it's not only in the cycling, but also in, in different sports. You know, yeah. they use the faces of the cyclists. But we kind of, from the beginning, we were, we were very involved with my brother in the company because it was... It was not only that we, you know, that you're trying to to get, uh, you know, whatever check from the company and kind of, uh, you know, have better life, but it was it was really good experience for us and it it is still good experience for us to really enjoying like different aspect of life, you know, because we are professional cyclists, we knew exactly how it works, we know what we have to do to have a good season and everything, but then you come to completely different thing, which is a business, which is doing business. And that mm-hmm. was that was just a great, great school and great learning for us. And we still do the learning, you know, because I cannot say that after three years, we know everything. We don't know anything yet, still, you know. So it's really, uh, it was right from the beginning, we were very, very involved in the business. Martin spent hours and hours of developing the products and then, you know, uh, talking with the, with the production. Uh, and uh, it, it's just a, just a great, great part of our lives already. So yeah, the Martin is on the production, design, and development side of the gears. Exactly. And you are more on the promotion, marketing side, right? Yeah, yeah. The thing is, like, it's again like uh, we are a twin, twin brothers. So we, we really okay. kind of uh, he has some strong points of his personality. I have my strong points. He's really good in visual. He can really see the things uh, before. You know, he's kind of more creative. I'm totally not creative person. And I'm more into the numbers. I really like the logic behind the numbers and all this stuff. So, and Martin just doesn't like the numbers at all, you know? So that was a really good fit. We never even talking about like, okay, I'm going to do this. You're going to do that. It was, it was really natural. He, he, he always liked, he always loved to do something creative. And I always like to do the numbers. So it kind of come really natural and we both find the ways and we, we kind of blend together and in a really good way that we can, we can uh, bring something for the company. So at the beginning, three years ago, there was just the two of you. Yes. And then now, and then now it's something bigger, right? Yeah. I mean, we, as a company, we're growing, we're growing uh, really, really steady pace. The thing is like before I stopped because now is the first year when I'm not professional cyclist, it was kind of, kind of limited, you know, you cannot really invest all your time into the company and we just understood because, you know, the cycling was still the, the number one, what we, what we, what we did. 
But yeah. now, this is now my first year when I can really all my time invest into the company. And you can really see the difference when the company is kind of more, more accelerating forward, you know. And uh, so now we are in 12 people, the, the whole company together with me. Martin is also there. So it's kind of like uh, it's growing. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's still a long way in front of us. But we, we, I can say we quite are on a, on a good direction here. Yeah, I can say the same. They are really amazing products. I can tell you from my side. Thanks. Can you define? Yeah, I really love it. Uh, can you define the Isador spirit? So when everything started, which one were the three concepts concept that guided you on the direction? Okay, we want to do some good stuff, some good gears for cyclists because which one are the three main concepts concept where you can base all your activity there? Yes. The thing is, like we from beginning, we knew like we don't want to do just because you know there is there is a lot of brands in in the world which do the cycling clothing, which do the just lycra cycling clothing. The first thing was like we, we need to do it from different material. That's the first thing you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna uh, differentiate yourself from from different brand. So that was the first thing like we want to do from different material, which was the merino. Now with the we have most of the products from merino, and. Uh, the really another strong point was like we want to do the products which which we really like to do it almost like it, it's gonna say it's gonna sound a little bit selfish but we we, we wanted to do it for ourselves you know like we were mm -hmm. so many years riding in, in a professional clothing with the, all the sponsors which are really high take uh, aerodynamic and light but almost sometimes you cannot really breathe in that you know so you can imagine yeah. like it was always the the dream or always the the, the passion what we would like to do the clothing which we want to do the which we're going to reflect the personalities what we are kind of uh, you know we, we we are kind of introverts we we never really speak that you you're gonna you're gonna see our products like shining and and like screaming you know from one kilometer ahead so yeah. uh, we always trying to make the products which are which are subtle which is minimalistic design but still you will you will find the, the a lot of lot of details on the on the product so there is much more inside than you think uh, on the beginning or when you see it first time so this was the this was the kind of the the, the basic stuff what we what we starting to build and another really big big point what we what we knew right from beginning that we, we we try to produce it as as much locally as possible we are still a family brand you know we are still a family company but we 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 focusing on, on producing locally. Actually, the production what we have is just like 500 meters from us in our town, and you you okay. you're meeting the people who are doing your clothing, and there's really it's, it's it's such a nice feeling, you know, to see the people who actually spend really a lot of hours on your product, and you actually you giving them work as well, you know, because we know how hard it is, you know, how hard it is to have a, have a, especially the clothing industry in Europe, it's not it's not the easy thing, so. Uh, we we that was that was one of the one of the thing what we said with Martin we we trying to be as much as locally as possible as as far as we can go, and uh, till now we still we still keep the promise and we we still go this way. Yeah, great. And how would you define actually your when you're creating some new stuff or when you're creating when you started created your clothing. What did you think, actually? What, which one was your feeling? We want to produce something for these ideal cyclists. Mm -hmm. Which one was the ideal cyclist? For us, the ideal cyclist or ideal customer, let's call it, it's, it's, it's the guy, it's, it's him or it's her, 
who, li- who really likes to go on a bike, but it doesn't necessarily be like because a lot of lot of people have the have the like they see the bike the like the tool of suffering, you know. Like they when you sit on a bike, it always hurts. It it hurts your ass. It hurts your legs when you go up the climb. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So we we kind of uh, our idea, ideal uh, user of, of 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 our products is is the is the people who really just sit on a bike because they 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 enjoy it because it's completely different than than walking than running than driving the car or motorbike. It doesn't even matter. It's just totally different different experience you you can have. And it really doesn't have to be suffering because you can you can really go as slow as possible in the climb as as long as you like it as long if if it, if it takes you two hours to to go up the climb and you're still gonna enjoy it on the top that's actually what we what we aiming or what we're trying to tell the people like hey look there are so many beautiful places in the world where you can go on a bike you don't have to suffer actually it's not always good to suffer on a bike because you you're missing so many things so and we know it from our power perspective as well because. Actually, most of that careers we were suffering, you know, so we can we can tell. And then the people just find out or we're just trying to tell the people just go there, explore, you know, go on the roads where you've never been before. And you for sure you're going to find something new, something which you really going to like and you, you can really enjoy it. So that's that's the that's the that's the main or that's the that's the people who, who we're trying to to show them like, hey, this is actually also cycling. Yeah, okay. And this is actually my next question, but really focus on you. After being a professional cyclist and so after suffering 35,000 uh, kilometers a year, you told me, what's now bicycle for you? Now the bicycle is just a perfect, perfect uh, device, let's call it device or the thing which which kind of, which going to move you, which going to make you really happy because you're going to move, you're going to the all hormones in your body start to start to shake, you know, and then makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And it's just now it's not a tool that's gonna that's gonna cause you any pain, you know, it's just the tool which which gonna moves you somewhere which gonna makes you happy, which gonna connect you with the different people on a, on a very special way, you know what we're talking about, it's gonna connect you really, really completely different way. And it really brings you somewhere on a completely different way how other other vehicles can can bring you. So for me now the bike is just a, just a perfect device to 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 move me around to to uh help me help me get uh you know get out of the work or out of the out of the normal life almost let's say and be be more free almost you know it's kind of like it's opening the the freedom much more are you riding every day now not not exactly i mean you know okay. like i have i have young family which is really that's the mind totally focused now you know i really okay. enjoying my my uh, very very young family we have we have a seven month years old boy so uh, oh wow okay so that's really that's what we're really enjoying with my with my girlfriend and uh yeah you so you can imagine there is not so much time on a bike but still when is the when is the chance we go all three of us we go on a bike and it's it's wow. just uh, it's completely different feeling Great. So, but yeah, by the way, you are still using the bicycle, but you have for sure a lot of experience because as I told you, uh, this year, my focus is going to be try to get on the bicycle as much as I can, as usual, I'm already doing it, but to uh, test myself in super iconic and uh, super nice climbs. Do you have something, so some climbs, some mountains, some routes that you want to suggest me? And also if you can put inside of it also, I don't know, uh, an anecdote or something cool that happened to you. Sure. I mean, 
we, we always loved with my brother to go to Engadin or is the San, San Moritz area in Switzerland, which is like, okay. which is already in altitude, you know, you're training. Uh, we always used to stay close to San Moritz in, uh, in the villages around or, or direct, directly in San Moritz. You know, you're staying in an altitude, which was really helpful for a professional cyclist. It, it's kind of a plateau there, you know, so you can ride even the flat, you know, you're still in the mountains, you see around ev- like really high mountains everywhere, but you're riding on the flat, which is which is also pretty nice sometimes, you know. So, yeah, 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 true. So you, you, can, you can enjoy the flat, but then you turn left or right, it doesn't matter, and you're going to hit really, really nice climbs. So there is so many climbs around. You know there is there is uh, there is Albula Pass, there is Julier Pass, there is so many really good good uh, climbs which which I can which I can recommend. But I, the one I really like was was the Albula because it's uh, it's it's kind of it's smaller it's smaller road. There is not so much traffic. It's not the the, the one of the main roads there or anything. So it's kind of uh, it's nice climb and uh, it it goes through really really nice mountains and through passes and. Uh, it was always always the kind we did when we when we visited the, this area there. Perfect. So Switzerland, uh, it's really good because actually I'm going to Switzerland very often. My girlfriend's uh, my girlfriend is living there. Yeah. So it's fine. So some Morins Albula so climb. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, there is. Of course, there is like so many other climbs in the world, you know, like in France, in on Mallorca, you know, we all rode it, you know, but it's it's always better to to trying to go on on the, on the places where actually not many cyclists been and find there because you're going to find really beautiful roads there. And uh, this was also the case. I'm not saying that we, we invited, you know, Albu La Paz or something, but mm-hmm. but for a cyclist, it's, it's really it's, it's a place to go and really to see it, see it and, and ride it because it's 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 beautiful place of, of, of the world. And what about close to your place right now in Slovakia? What we can find there? Yeah, I mean, we're living in the area which is which is pretty hilly. Of course, it's it's not Engadin, uh-huh. you know, it's not it's not two thousand meters high climbs here. But uh, we have we have uh, nice hills here where you can ride like uh, four or five kilometers. And uh, but you know, from from the experience, what what I have now as a professional cyclist or or ex-professional cyclist. All these climbs used to be for me, you know, the, the suffering climbs, you know, because you were training there, you were doing your intervals there and all the all the hard training. And now kind of like I, I see them differently now because I can ride it as slow as I, as I want, you know, and it's still, it still, it kind of shows like, yeah, this climb is really nice, actually. It's not that, okay, I have now three minutes of this, now I need to change my pace too fast or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like reinventing or... or uh, reviewing all the other clients i have my in my area here so now you are really enjoying them yeah yeah sure sure i say like uh to be honest like i'm not that often on the bike as as we spoke it should be more or i would like to do it more but the the time will come of course and yeah. uh, but but always when i go then then i try to go a little bit little bit hilly or or actually with we any any direction you hit here it's a little bit hilly so you're still gonna gonna ride little hills here Perfect. And then find a good cafe to drink a good coffee. Totally. Coffee or beer, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> as long as as long as we stop and as long as we stop and we enjoy something then 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 it's good. It doesn't have to be coffee, it doesn't have to be beer, you know, it's it's just or it's just a soft drink. 
it's really it's really good and uh, i like it when we stop also with my brother with martin and then uh, you know then we have a chat and we talk we, we have uh, ideas and everything and actually that's that's the really thing what we uh what we were missing you know during the the trainings where we were professional riders actually i don't want to sound like that the professional cycling was such a you know such a terror almost you know or something that we really don't don't enjoy it no no it's not the not, not the case but you know, when you change the when you when you leave from this from this circus, let's say, you know, you really start to see the the world a little bit different, and the the cycling is different uh, different thing for me now. You know, because I can really really enjoy the things which I could not before. Yeah, 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 makes sense. And then now you found actually another challenge actually that is fulfilling your life. That is this other thing. Totally, yeah, totally. But still, I can only thank the professional cycling that it did give me the opportunity, you know, to to do this. Because without the professional cycling, I don't think I would be good enough to start the company or good enough to okay. to know how to wear the the cycling clothing, you know. So it actually comes together, and it comes from a professional cycling because we started when we were really young, when we were fourteen years old with my brother, uh-huh. and we turned pro when we were like twenty three. So it's really uh, it's it's it's. It's pretty good story, I would tell you know, and it gives us a lot of lot of experience in life, and not only the the as as a professional riders or anything, but also as a personalities because it it shapes us through the whole life to to be more more uh, to to you know focus on the goals what you want to achieve and go for them and really be really be dedicated to the to the job you're doing. Okay, uh, last question, really, this is just a, cur- a curiosity for myself. You were saying before that you learned a lot of languages while cycling, riding your bicycle in the world tour. How many languages do you, do you speak? Do you speak? So obviously I speak English. Okay. <laughs> so, <agree>. it's, <laughs> so it's uh, it's English and uh, and German. We used to speak German. We started in German team, but now the German is not that strong anymore. You know, I'm, I'm more comfortable in, in English. And then, of okay. course, like when you when you when you were riding with Italians, you could understand. I didn't really speak properly, but I could understand a little bit. And even the little bit of Flemish when we used to be in a Belgian team, then a wow. uh, little <laughs> okay. bit Flemish, you could you could catch up some some of the phrases or some of the what what the guys were talking about. But yeah, I, I'm really comfortable with with English or German and the other languages. I would say I understand them a little bit. Perfect. Yeah, it's already a lot. No, that's another cool thing. Yeah, especially for you professional guys, it's normal. But usually you are climbing and you are riding your bicycle in so many countries when you like bicycle, then for sure you have you are catching some words and some new totally. languages around. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I can understand also for you because you speak also German that Flemish could be easier for sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Perfect, Peter. It was really a pleasure. And uh, yeah, thanks for this chat as it was really, uh, yeah, it gave me a lot of uh, spirit. And yeah, you throw on me a lot of the spirit that you get with your new project and uh, with your professional career that you used to have. And I can only tell you good luck for the future of Isador and congratulations for the newborn. Thanks. And, Thank uh, you. Yeah, for sure we'll talk again soon. Also because yeah, you I'm actually now you're actually on my side of this adventure. Yeah. With yeah. the support of Isador on my side, so probably I will. Uh, yeah, your phone will ring sometimes with myself Perfect. asking you some uh, tips and stuff. Sure, sure. Thanks for having me. Oh, no worries. It's really a pleasure. If you want to add something, this is the time to do it. I mean, as I said, like. 
people you should really enjoy the bike because it's it's not only about the watts on not only about the speed and the kilometers and hour you spend on the bike you know just look around find on the places go on go on the roads you've never been before because that's really what's gonna what's gonna strike or what's gonna see you like oh i never been here and it's actually beautiful here so go there go explore and find the new ways because that's what we what we what we learn and it's really it's worth to to turn left instead of the right sometimes Thanks a lot. It's the best recommendation that you can give to me and to all the listeners outside. Take the bicycle, ride your bicycle and go on some routes that you don't know. Discover something new. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. Thanks a lot then, Peter. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And it was really a pleasure to talk with Peter Bellitz. I really loved it. So it, you listen him really carefully, right? You don't need to... Ah, let's start from before. Actually, if you are one of those cyclists super competitive that are doping their uh, bicycles, the perfect tool to have fun, that's how Peter defined the bicycle. So if you are people that are doping yourself or are doping the bicycle or are just riding to improve uh, their capacities, to push further their, um, I don't know, stamina stuff, to pull, suffer with their muscles or whatever, just change podcast this is not the podcast for you this is a podcast for people that enjoy riding bicycle enjoying maybe long climbs obviously we are all suffering on the bicycle but just moving to find new ways to ride the bicycle new landscapes to see and new bars where to drink some cafes or beers at the end of this episode i just want to say thank you before a couple of service advice that i will give you uh, i want to say thank you to daniel who actually introduced me to peter daniel is the guy i uh, shoot the video and niece and he was the one who telling me please interview for your podcast peter Velitz, because he's an amazing guy and he can say a lot about your spirit, our spirit, because yeah, Daniel and me, we shared the same spirit for bicycle and could be a great thing for your audience. I did it and I had a lot of fun to interview um, Peter and I hope also that you had fun on doing it as well, together with me or listening together with me. So send me a feedback. Everything is going to be appreciated. Another couple of things I want to share also with you. I had this idea, actually. I want to share with you, with my audience, guys. I will do it here in the comment section below and on Twitter. I'm going to share with you the list of the climbs and of the events that I want to participate in this 2017-2018. I will share it with you, so please tell me which other races slash climbs I should do, I cannot miss. Add it there, it's going to be a shared um, spreadsheet, so yeah, you're going to find it easily how to add your comments or to add new stuff over there. And tell me where you want to climb with me or join me and my crew on doing these things. For example, boom, first event that is going to happen by the end of the month, I'm talking about 31st now, blah, 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 should be Sunday 29th. I'm going to ride the Carpegna. Yes, Carpegna, the hill beloved from Marco Pantani, together with my crew. If you want to join me, if you want to know something more, whatever, hit me and message me on Twitter, Instagram, hello at calamar.cc, where you want, and join us. It's going to be fun, for sure. So if you want to be part of this climb session, 
send me a message. Remember, 29th of October, we will start probably from Cesena, but I will let you know. We are going to climb the Carpegna Hill. Another thing is another cool event I want to participate to here in Berlin. If you want to come, uh, just maybe to Club Mayans, because I think that they closed the subscription over there is gonna be this event that is gonna happen on sunday so i'm talking about sunday the october the 8th and this rented time trial is gonna be it's really funny sorry i'm laughing because it's really fine in temple of Efeld, uh, you're gonna find it on facebook if you want to know more just read in the comments in the uh, description below or in twitter i'm gonna put it also there and it's gonna be an event a chrono ride with rented bicycle it's gonna be funny a lot of friends of mine harne is gonna participate and the pole as well is gonna participate and uh, for sure we're gonna have some fun over there sweating is crazy in shitty bicycle wow i can't wait and uh, yeah i think that's it just my contacts so you know it hello at calamaro.cc is my email read calamaro is both twitter and instagram account if you want to know more if you want to add something if you want to suggest me somebody to interview let me know, I'm right there. Ah, no, 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 I have something to tell you. Guys, I will try with all my strength, as hard as I can, I will say it also in the next episode, to interview Lance Armstrong. Do you want to hear Lance Armstrong here in this podcast? Lance Armstrong, yes. The seven times Tour de France winner got cash in uh, some problems with doping or whatever. Do you really want to hear him here in this podcast as much as I want to do. Well, let's do like this. Try to push him on Twitter. I already wrote him on Instagram. I will try to wrote him to write him again, sorry, but try to make kind of a message bomb. Let's contact a mention on Twitter Lance Armstrong. His account is I think at Lance Armstrong saying please let Calamaro mentioning also me interview you maybe we can also create straight away um yes a hashtag i don't know calamaro armstrong no i don't like it just be all together there i think that yeah would be armstrong on Brumbagoon or whatever but yeah just try to organize ourselves on twitter but mention lance armstrong writing please let calamaro interview you from Brumbagoon. i think that if you will push hard he will be here and then we can ask him a lot of questions and we can organize also there via social network on the best question that we want to tell him. Please, Lance Armstrong, be interviewed by Calamaro. Yes, thanks then to Isador and Wahoo and I will talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.